0: Hello and welcome to another Book on the Shelf podcast.
1: I'm Jen. And I'm Jet. We started a book club, but we never talked about the books, so we decided to start a podcast so that we could talk about the books. Our book club was about reading new books and new genres, kind of getting out of our comfort zone of reading, which in turn we would use as research for our writing, since both of us are writers.
0: So today we're going to be talking about our latest book club book, which is The Refrigerator Monologues by Catherine M. Valenti. So this was my choice, Jen. Jen. I chose it because I love Catherine Valenti. I've read a few <laughs> of her books. I The first one I ever read of hers was Deathless, which I really enjoyed. And then I read The Girl Who Circumnavigated Fairyland in a Ship of Her Own Making, of which oh. there are several. Yeah, that one's like a middle grade sort of fairy tale, Alice in Wonderland type yeah. deal, which I really liked. And then I read Space Opera, which I absolutely That one I remember like, when adored. you got that one. Yeah. So she was actually almost made the cut for when we did the favorite authors episode but I hadn't read quite enough of her books at that point to justify choosing her yeah so now I'm just on a mission to read everything she's ever written and this was one of them and I thought well this sounds fun it's got like a superhero vibe which we all seem to be into so yeah <laughs> And it works so perfectly because this week has been her birthday, so I know. Yay to so Catherine happy M. birthday!
1: So, Catherine M. Falenti is a New York Times bestselling author of fantasy and science fiction, science fiction novels, short stories, and poetry. Uh, this is <laughs> this is basically also I could be describing Jen in twenty years, but uh, Catherine God, lives on a small island off the coast of Maine with her partner, two dogs, two enormous friendly cats, and one less en- enormous, less friendly one. Five chickens, a red accordion, an incomplete master's degree, a room full of yarn, a spinning wheel with ul- ulterior motives, a cupboard of jam and pickles, a bookshelf full of folktales, an industrial torch, and an Oxford English dictionary, and a DSL connection. She has won many Hugo and Nebula awards. She has also worked, which I think this just makes it so... <laughs> We we get this as people who have worked in many jobs. Uh, yes, Catherine has worked as a professional fortune teller, telemarketer, private tutor, librarian, waitress, bartender, actress, and statistician. And apparently, if you add up all those jobs with a self-employment tax, you get a fantasy novelist.
0: <laughs> it truly is goals. It's a little <laughs> bit like looking at like Maggie Stavater's bio and being like, yeah. those are all. I just can you just like mash all of my hobbies into a thing one day I'm gonna have an author bio, bio that reads that way it's every time we hang out and Jen's like I'm gonna start doing this and I'm like yeah but you haven't what about all those other things well, I didn't even tell you about when Riley and I were walking past uh, <laughs> above ground art shop and they had a sale and they were like wood carving tools and I almost bought them because they were only $15 and I was like no you can't do this <laughs> very very accurate yeah That's it's fine fine. So anyway, (laughs) tangent aside, back to the refrigerator monologues. Uh, So it's a fairly short book. It's a series Mm -hmm. of linked stories from the points of view of the wives and girlfriends of superheroes, as well as female heroes and anyone who's ever been refrigerated, which was a term coined by comic writer Gail Simon um, to basically to just describe women, the female characters in these stories who, yeah, die or are injured or have their powers stripped away from them basically for no other reason than advancing the male plot. Yeah. You can yeah, you can see this in a lot of in a lot of things. It's Agreed. common. Yeah. It's a common trope. <laughs> there's a reason there's a whole term for it. So it's called the refrigerator monologues, because she's sort of riffing off that idea of being fridged as female character, but also the vagina monologues, and then she wrote it in such a way that each of those characters sort of has their own monologue, so
1: Mm, I really liked mm-hmm. the way it was written.
0: Yeah, I also really liked the way it was written. Yeah, she was really good at capturing like a unique voice for each of the characters. I thought,
1: and they were all so like it was similar but different. And yes. yeah, it, it all read as these like individual short stories because they had such great voices, yeah, to themselves. Yeah,
0: exactly. Basically, yeah, basically the way it's written, Paige Embry is. The sort of the main narrator, because mm-hmm. she does the little in between bits. Yeah. So basically, what's happening is all <laughs> of these characters are hanging out in Dead Town because they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I actually I loved her creation of Dead Town and the way that everything there was just things kind that had of died opposite or and like... yeah, like movies that had gone out of like. That weren't around anymore, books that had gone out of print, or like plays that were no longer being put on. Or there's one part where she says something about how, like, the Library of Alexandria is there. And, like, everything, or
1: like, extinct animals
0: yes. and, like. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just, it's really cool. Really cool. I really enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. She's got such a, I just love the way she creates worlds like that. So, yeah, in between, there's like these little sort of snippets of them in Dead Town sort of getting together for what they call the Hell Hath Club, which obviously Hell Hath No Fury like a woman's warrant. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's our main narrator and then we also have Julia Ash, Pauline Ketch, Bayou Daisy Green and Samantha Dane, each with their own story of how they died or in the case of Julia Ash keeps dying and coming back and she sort of flickers in and out of Dead Town.
1: Yeah, it was really interesting as we've learned now that they were all actually based on yes. other
0: superhero. They were story women,
1: which while reading it, I don't think I would have necessarily caught on to that. But then now going back, and you know how they've referenced Gwen Stacy or mm-hmm. Jean Grey, Harley Quinn, then you're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, that does make sense.
0: Yeah, I think the one that tipped me off actually was the first one, the Paige Embry Gwen Stacy, Fair. because of how she dies. Yeah. Right? With the falling from the bridge and him catching her and her neck snapping. Yeah. Yeah. Because that that's how Gwen Stacy dies. <laughs> <laughs> and spoilers. Well, I mean. There's also like how many storylines of right. all different things. Exactly. So, like, isn't, isn't that new Spider-Man animated one? Isn't Gwen Stacy her yeah, own she's, spider yeah. person? Yeah. So, whatever. Nobody stays dead in comic books. No. There's just a new tangent storyline. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed the way she... Gave each of these characters a voice. And then they're kind of pissed off about it. And it's fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were just sitting in a diner. Yeah. Or it kind of seemed like a diner. And I'm slightly distracted because our podcat is about to jump up and help us record. But maybe she won't and maybe, everything yeah. will be fine. Maybe she's just chilling. <laughs> she's debating. But yeah, they're just, you know, it's just like a bunch of girls hanging out in a diner. Yeah. Complaining about the stupid boys that were in their lives. Yeah.
0: Which, like, I get. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. It's a a real feeling.
1: (laughs) But then with that, with Paige kind of having this ribbon that goes through Mm -hmm. everything and ties it all together, and you learn how they end up there in their different ways, but also all in these, like, similar ways. They all and and it was good.
0: (laughs) I loved it. I, I love her generally. I also just love her writing style, because mm-hmm. she has this really unique writing style. It's very quick, but very
1: colorful. Yeah. In a sense of, like, actually being colorful. Yes. The the novel did have some illustrations in it, kind of at the yes. beginning of the different, like, chapters or little stories. But it, it read like I could see it as a super bright, saturated mm-hmm. comic book.
0: She's really good at that. Like, her writing is just always really... Um, What's the word I want? Vivid? Vivid. vivid it's yes. very vivid. And I love her for that. I would, hence why I want to read everything she's ever written. <laughs> it's definitely, like, if if I could write
1: more or, like, the way that I wish my stories would sound, like, I, like, not that now I'm just gonna, like, I'm gonna copy her, but just yeah. in a, how I see it in my head, mm-hmm. it's how she writes, which is something that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. So that I feel like now I understand how to proceed more with my stories in nice. my way, but in a like which is why I stole space opera from you. Yes. The other day.
0: Oh, which is even like
1: oh, man. <laughs> And I just, just finished so, a book. So it's
0: just such an unbelievable mastery of the English language, the way that she's able to especially I mean, I realize we're talking about refrigerator monologues right now, but I find especially in space opera, mm-hmm. like she she has like entire long paragraphs that after you get through it you realize is a single just incredibly crafted sentence and you're just like how did you even do that but not in like the way Henry James does it where you have to like go back and you lost your train of thought halfway through because you're like why is this sentence still happening but more in like a whoa that was amazing
1: yeah and like I none, none of it comes across no. as you know so smart or like I'm better than you like it's just this mm-hmm. so approachable way but then like yeah. once you have read it and realize you're like oh that's I know she's smarter than she's me she's brilliant
0: <laughs> And I think the, like, because it's done through a first person narration, it is very, it has a little bit of a conversational tone because it is meant to sound like mm-hmm. this particular character telling you her story.
1: There's, so there's right? a new, yeah. like the new dead person and everyone's kind of relaying their story to yeah. her. Kind of, it comes off as just like you're reading a story about them, but then you're like, oh no, wait, like this is them like,
0: like hanging out
1: and like telling, it's basically their origin stories. Like from yes. this, they could all easily... If we were in the, like, Marvel Universe, this would be the point where this is the origin story, and then they all get their own, or, like, this is the Avengers, and then they all get their own individual one from there. Yeah. And I would be here for all of those.
0: Yes. It's really good.
1: Because, yeah, because, like, Bayou, like, I feel like I have questions about that, and, like, Mm -hmm. trying to find the baby, and that was good. I like that one. Yeah,
0: I don't know which one would have been my favorite.
1: That's the one that seems to stick in my mind. Where When I was reading I wouldn't have said that, that was my favorite one, yeah. but now that we're talking about it, that's the one that sticks out in my mind the most.
0: I really liked the Pauline Ketch one, too. Which one was her again? The one who's basically Harley Quinn. She has that sort of... It's written... She's actually, like, written her... accent somewhat. Oh, right. Yes. Right? Like, okay. you kind of expect her to sound like... I don't know I can't do it so I'm not gonna try <laughs> fair maybe kind of kind of like a New York mm-hmm. accent of some kind some sort of borough right yeah yeah clearly I know all about the New York <laughs> borough accents <laughs> to be able to explain this well but yes. yeah I enjoyed that one too just because I don't know she's just she was just such an interesting character Who's the one that actually ends up in the fridge? Oh, so that um, that one, Samantha Dane, who was based on Alexandra DeWitt, who was Green, Green Lantern's, Lantern's girlfriend, girlfriend, and actually for whom the term refrigerated was actually coined. So that's, right. okay, that that yeah. was the the response. I love. Li- I whole really like that one too. Yeah, that's what coined that term because she was just so. And because her story, like, this happens, and it's I, really kind of a graphically violent thing to happen, and mm-hmm. even though it doesn't happen, I think, I think it sort of, like, happens, quote-unquote, off-screen in yeah. the comics. So, like, you don't actually see it mm-hmm. happen in the comics. It's the thing that sort of spurs him on to be a superhero. Yeah. yeah. So it was, okay. like, the reason she was there and the reason she died and got literally stuffed in a fridge
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: was so that he could go off and be a superhero. So, yeah. Which kind of
1: spins us back to the theme of that the women are just kind of there yeah. to have horrible, awful things happen to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. like there's a quote um, from the first one, Paige Embry's chapter, where, what does she say? She says, Tom's got a girl now who stays home when she's told. A good girl. A girl who leaves the fixing up to him. I was just the prototype, the act one conflict who had to go so the story could grow a little more gravitas. Some days I'm okay with that, but some days, some days I want to rise up out of the dark, rip open Kid Mercury's throat, and drink back every drop of my 2.21% solution. My fault, my mother, my Quicksilver, my speed, my strength, my story. Yeah, because he, like, stole and, like, drank or touched- Yeah, the chemical that she invented. I know!
1: Yeah, for her, it was kind of, like, double- He stole her stuff and then
0: kind of killed her. Yeah. I know.
1: But also just really wants me to keep work, makes me want to keep working on
0: my like superhero ragtag, whatever story. For sure. But yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like the, the whole fridged women trope is something you really start to notice once you, once it's drawn to your attention. Once you realize it's a thing that's happening, you're like, Oh. Crap. He starts seeing it everywhere, and you're like, this is terrible. I mean, okay, so I know I talk about Supernatural a lot, but we're gonna do it, because they managed to fridge two entire women in the pilot episode alone. <laughs> I've never seen the pilot episode. I don't think I've
1: actually ever seen an episode Well, the entire
0: show basically exists because their mother is killed before mm. the show even starts. But then... Sam's girlfriend dies in the exact same way in the pilot episode, which is what spurs him on to his whole... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, they do unfridge Mary Winchester in season 12. <laughs> because, again, no one stays dead. But they also did kind of recently refridge her, so I don't know how much that counts. And I think it's gotten better.
1: So many stories, and especially... With all of the TV shows and movies mm-hmm. that have superhero aspects or supernatural aspects. That's just, like, always what happens. Very often.
0: Or even my sister and I were watching Peaky Blinders. And I think it's season three. Spoiler alert. So he marries this girl who is, like, a primary character in the first season. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole relationship. And then, like, she betrays him and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, they finally work things out, they get married, and then she's killed like two or three episodes in. And I was like, what, what was the purpose of this other than to give him a revenge plot? Because I cannot figure out what other reason they killed her off for. That's... I was like, did you literally just bring her back so that she could have his baby?
1: Because they weren't and even then... to be,
0: like, together, They like, she can't. No, come yeah. Back. Okay, yeah, that's totally... What? Ugh. So... <laughs> both of us were so mad we haven't been able to continue watching it yet <laughs> we will eventually but I was just like ah yeah. I'm so upset and I liked her I was reading something that said one of the things that inspired her to write this book was what happens to Gwen Stacy in the Spider-Man the one with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone and she oh, was just okay. so annoyed <laughs>
1: At There's the so end. many spider mans now that I don't know which is which and I think I've only ever seen the original original Tobey Maguire. Oh my one. god,
0: amazing. I mean, that one was good. I liked that one. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Apparently the third one had singing. I don't know. I definitely have not. I seen mean, that
0: the third one has like emo Spider-Man. He's got like emo bangs and like which, I mean, clearly <laughs> we all know that I'm here for that. <laughs> <laughs> so weird though. It's like are you Spider-Man, or are you in an emo band? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> it's really bad. It's, but anyway. I think it's really great,
1: though, that something like that where, you know, these are characters that have existed for so long yes. in all of their own iterations, but then Catherine was able to completely turn it into something else. Mm-hmm. Whereas, And if you didn't know, the, yeah. they were like, you wouldn't know. I like, no. like, I didn't know when we first read it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I did know going in that that she had based them on other characters, but I didn't know which ones. So it was kind of, it was actually kind of a fun oh, yeah. exercise yeah. to read it and try and figure out who they all were.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's a few. So obviously, like Green Lantern's girlfriend and like Yeah, Aquaman's I never would have got that one. Yeah, wife, like that's a little too far. But yeah, Jean Grey, Harley Quinn. Yeah, Gwen Stacy.
0: Yeah, even um, I wouldn't have got the Karen Page one either.
1: No, even which though one I've is that one seen again? Daredevil oh right yeah. Dare, yeah
0: did you watch Daredevil she's like I don't remember what she does exactly I've definitely seen Whoops.
1: like the original Ben Affleck Daredevil oh is okay. that Daredevil no
0: well no that you know that was Daredevil yeah, yeah.
1: but I don't remember okay but you didn't any. see the TV show no
0: there's so many Super good. shows yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: we all know that I just watch Gilmore Girls and Bones but that's fine I mean I'm not really any better with what I watch <laughs> so it's fine I really want to start watching Fringe again. And the OC. Oh, that was Could so good. Can someone tell me where to find all of the OC to watch, please, for the love of anything. <laughs> we need some Seth Cohen. That's a side note and a tangent. That's fine.
0: We're allowed. <laughs> We're allowed. Speaking of characters that died for no reason. Marissa. Eh. <laughs> But also, oh yes, no, totally. Like that like, ended up turning the whole thing. Come on. Out. <laughs> no. I remember watching that episode with my sister, <laughs> and we were both so mad. And everyone afterwards was like, "Oh, it was so sad." And we were just like, "No, we're pissed off. This was dumb." <laughs> yeah. And then I never watched it again. <laughs> I mean, I've I rewatched early seasons, but I stopped watching it after that. I have no idea what happened after that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fair and, like, totally
0: allowable, yeah. but, like, I just needs me more of the Seth Copians. Yeah. No. It turns out that female characters getting treated badly is something that will turn me off of something. <laughs> Except Supernatural, maybe. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. But that's good,
1: and that's why we have books like this. And yeah. obviously, as we've talked about how she, Catherine has other books, I'm assuming they kind of Oh, yeah. have a bit of that. Totally.
0: stuff in them all the way totally. as well. Totally. Love it. She's so good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if you haven't been able to tell by now, uh, we'll ask and make it official. Would you recommend this book, Jen?
0: Of course I would. (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely. To a lot of people, I think. Mm -hmm. Because it's pretty, like, it's a pretty accessible book. I don't think you need to have a background in superhero stories to like it. And it's also so quick. It is, yeah, because it's only, let's see, how many pages it is. Because,
1: yeah, this was one of the ones that I was reading, like, in my little, like, morning. It's 147
0: sports. pages. Like, it's so short.
1: And, yeah, and it was just like, plus a there are of illustrations. Days. And it has that natural speed, like mm-hmm. I've talked about before. Like, I need to read quickly and, like, not get right. bogged down by stuff. Like, I could, it could keep up with me. I could keep up with it. I don't know. I think it could keep up with me. Nice. but agreed I would also definitely recommend it Mm
0: -hmm. I'm going to give you one more quote Yes, just to give you a little bit of just because I really liked this and this I think is a good example of what she can do with her writing and this is from Julia Ash's chapter who is for those of you who are familiar with comics at all basically the Jean Grey Phoenix character I disappeared up into the black and the white and the cold and the fire into space into crystal flesh and breathless speed as long and as far as I could go. I gave in to the mass of magic and molten physics inside me, the alien churning thing that had crushed down inside myself like sorrow. I became the piece of broken irradiated sun that caught me coming from coming home from Mars, the seed of another creature I swallowed in space charybdis a whirlpool of want and need and sacrifice i remembered a billion years of travel in the shrieking dark i remembered feasts of worlds before the invention of self-replicating cellular life i remembered a singularity of hate and fury and hunger i forgot who julia was i flew a long way like it's just so good and it's so crazy because that none of that is like real
1: stuff or real words or real things but I feel like I can picture that and see all of that. Right? Even though that's not real stuff or like tangible Ugh.
0: objects and items. Like a billion years of travel in the shrieking dark. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's It's just so... Uh, it's just so good. I just love her so much. Yes. She can do things with words, man. Catherine Valenti, please be our friend. <laughs> For real, though.
1: Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're ever in Toronto, we're here. We are, and so that was the refrigerator monologues by Catherine and Valenti. Yes, it was a book club book, so that's super official. You know, pick it up, read it. Little take, literally take you like a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, hit us up on all of the social media, which you will hear after this, and we'll link everything that we talked about in our show notes. Our next episode is going to be kind of super fun. We're breaking the mold a little bit with TV slash book talk as it is yeah we're having
0: (laughs) side note I totally forgot what we were doing (laughs) in the next episode and I mean I'm pretty sure this is the
1: plan and at the very least I have now made this the plan for the next episode uh we're gonna talk about Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn with a mix of the HBO series as well as we have both watched that and it was so good super really good yeah and I'm thinking about it right now. I'm kind of getting yeah. a little like, creeped out. And just... also
0: an interesting side note about that, um, that they actually got the rights to a couple Led Zeppelin songs, which is apparently impossible to do. There are mm. Led Zeppelin songs in that yes, show. There, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of them. <laughs> all right, well,
1: stay tuned for that. And listen after this and find all the places where you can hang out and follow along. Thanks again for listening to another Book on the Shelf podcast. We would love for you to head over to iTunes where you can
0: rate and review us. You can also follow us on Twitter at Another Book Pod, on Instagram at Another Book Podcast to stay up to date on episodes, read along with our book club, and for more book related awesomeness. You can also visit our website at Another Book on the Shelf Podcast. and sign up for our newsletter.